Okay. So, we are going to start two lines from the bottom, 22b. <coughs> Each day is an adventure. Um, so, we're talking about the rains. And uh, we're talking about can rains ever be not so good when there's too much rain? So, Tanarabanan, we learn, Nasati Gishmechem Beitam. Hashem will give the rains in its proper time. Uh, it implies that not like a shikr, not like drunk. You know, wine's a, good, a little bit of whiskey is not always bad, but a shikr, that's too much. Not thirsty, it's average. When you have too much rain, it gets muddy. It's not, that's not so good for growth. Another pshat. Be'ita means uh, in its ideal time, Be'leo Revius, during the quarter. U'be'leo Shabbosos, I'm sorry, during the nighttime of the, um, uh, the fourth day of the week and also Friday night. And you find that when it falls at night, see, during the day you can't get any work done if it rains, but if it rains in the night, then it's ideal. And especially Friday night, you're not getting any work done. Shekane Mitzinu, uh, and so you find that that's a time of bracha. Rashi mentions uh, um, that uh, there's a certain demon that uh, uh, is uh, on other nights that are not, that's the reason that uh, people don't, they don't go out on that night because those nights are nights to stay home. Okay. And Shekane Mitzinu, and we find similarly, now Shem Ben Shetach was a big tzaddik, and Hashem, uh, in his merits, his generation was blessed. And you find that the rain came, all the rains were the Wednesday night and Shabbos night. And the, the crops that they grew were unbelievable. It says that the wheat was like clias, like kidneys. It's a comparative. It's like kidneys are much bigger than the average stock of wheat. And the barley, it was like olives. A barley is tiny, like olives, uh, like olives, uh, like olive seeds. Yeah, and the lentils, kedin rezav. Those were like uh, gold coins. and they put away these uh, um, uh, these wheat and barley and things. Dugma ledoros. So the future generations would see how amazing the growth was in Eretz Yisrael. But most years, you don't have crops that grow like that. The answer is, that's because of sin. But really, if the year would be blessed, the, the crops would have be growing in an unbelievable way. Sin is the, uh, causes the good from not happening. In other words, there's a lot of good in the world. to be unbelievable growth, but sin gets in the way. And similar, you find in May Hordis. This was a surprise. Hordis was Hera, the Russia. But when they were busy building the Beis Hamikdash, there was such a, a blessing that came into the world from building something spiritual. The Beis Hamikdash, Binyan Beis Hamikdash, also the crops grew unbelievable by Yordim Gesham and they had a bracha that if you're trying to build, the worst thing is a rainy day. You can't build in the rain. So they their their, their bracha was that then also it, it rained at night ulamacher, and first thing in the morning nishbaharuch the wind came. Venispaze blew away the clouds, Vizorchachama, and the and the sun shined, the Yotz Amlamlochtan, and people were able to get their work done. They realized that since the rain fell at the perfect time, 
it didn't get in the way of their building, that it was, uh, they were doing Melech shemayim, And therefore, uh, they were able to accomplish uh, what they needed to. So now we finally get back to the story mentioned in the Mishnah of Choni Hamago, and now we're going to learn some more details. Most of the month of Adar had come and gone, and it still hadn't rained. That's very serious. So we went to our, our weapon. They said to Choni Hamago, Choni the circle drawer, and they said, He he said, do us a favor, daven for us, that it should rain. He spalavu and he davened, and guess what happened? Nothing. <laughs> that's the, uh, um, it was a dud. And again, I think that's always to humble us a little bit, even Choni Amago, like it doesn't happen automatically. So he's going to use this secret weapon. He's going to draw his circle. Agunka. He drew, he circled the circle. Va'amad besoka, and he stood in the middle of Kadesha. now, this Gemara gives us the background. It seemed to be very unusual. How do you know that you can talk to Hashem that way and draw a circle? Like, where did he get that from? So he says, it's an often a Chavakuk. Hanavi, it's Chavakuk. Hanavi uses such an expression. He says, it's kind of like, I'm standing here until you answer us. What he said is, Master of the world, your children put your face on me. Shani can buy Slifa now because I hang around your, your house. I swear in your holy name, Shani Zazimikan Until you take pity on your children, So then it began to rain dripping slowly. Um, his students uh, came to Rebbe and he said, uh, with, in this case, this is Choni Amago. They said, we should get to see you. In other words, with all due respect, we shouldn't die. When if you're disrespectful, a person could die. But it appears to us, that this rain was just so that you get out of your oath. You said, I'm not moving unless it drips. So you had a drip. But it wasn't enough to really do anything. So therefore, he now he had to be more specific. You do see this idea that in prayer, sometimes... It's more helpful if you're more specific. Get that question sometimes, like, why do you have to know the person's name? Can't you, Davin? Hashem, heal it, whoever it is. You know, you know who he is, Hashem. But still, this idea that it helps more if you can be more specific. That seems to be the... So, therefore, he says... Uh, therefore, Choni says, Lo, Kakshal, that's not what I asked for. I asked for enough rain to fill in the cisterns. Okay. So you're the bizarre. Hashem says you want the rain, you'll get it. So now it comes down in sheets. Yeah. Yeah. With anger, right? With anger, yeah. yeah Every okay. single drop, Kamoli Pichavis, could fill up a barrel. Came down in sheets. It was a loop big. Omerlo Tamida, Rabbi, Ruchavalo Namas, they said again this fraction with all due respect. This rain is going to destroy the world. So Omar Lafana, so this matches, by the way, check the previous. Like the, he said in front of Hashem, that's not what I asked for. We want good rain, bracha, blessed rain, benedava, free will. Actually, actually, here it says bracha is Omar Laham. Uh-huh. <laughs> they changed it. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> so, uh, and now it came back. Um, 
it, uh, came, it started raining perfect. But it didn't stop. So it rained so much that the people in the low-lying areas had to go up the mountain to Harabai. Just like you, David, that it should come down. Actually, you know, the Bhakti said, Amar, he said, Amar Lahem, Lo Tamutu, Amar Lahanam. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Now, this is interesting. This is the third time that they, he had to adjust his prayers. Right? The first time, okay. it was too slow. The second time, it was too heavy. And now they're telling him, enough! Uh, but this time, it doesn't say, um, he doesn't say, Rebbe, re'inku velo namus, we should see you and not die. Uh, That's a good time. Yeah. <laughs> I guess because this time they see it's a bracha. In other words, there they were really afraid that Hashem, before, if there'd be just, when there was not enough rain, it meant that they would starve. And when it was too much rain, they'd get washed away. Uh, this was rain, but it was getting annoying, I guess. Um, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, so they said, um, uh, so this is what they did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So Omer Lehem, he said to them, Kach He said, I was given the rules, She'en mispalon al roiv tova, that you can't daven for too much good. Uh, and so I, my understanding was that even though the rain temporarily was not good, uh, but in Eretz Israel, rain is always good. It raises the aquifer. Like it'll, it, it, there's always space for it. it'll, It's always beneficial. It, it'll be up to the old red line if it rains a little more. You know? So it's even though right now, in other words, it's, it's still a blessing. So, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting the way that the Gemara expresses it. Says, mm-hmm. like they came to the base of Migdash. It's like, okay, this gets you where you need to be. Right, right, that's right. <laughs> it could be that was the purpose of the yeah, rain, was yeah. to bring everybody to the base of Migdash. Yeah. Yeah. So, even though he said you can't daven, he was going to daven. He said he was going to daven, but uh, you can't daven to stop the, the beneficial, but he's going to da- he's going to do it anyways. But he's going to bring an atonement for doing it. Heavily par hora. So he said, bring me... Hoda. Hoda. Okay, thank you. Bring me par hoda. So they brought him a par hoda. He put his hands on the cow and he said, The Jewish people that you took out of Mitzrayim. Unfortunately, we're sensitive people. We can't take it when it's too good and we can't take it when it's too bad. Kastelem. Uh, when you get angry with them, neither way, we're just, we can't handle it. We're just, it's not, it's not you're, you're really giving us good, but we're not up to it. I hope, may it be your will, the rain stopped, the wind came, and the clouds, and the sun shone, and people went out to their fields, and they got mushrooms. Apparently, with, uh, with all the rain, uh, that's where the mushrooms grew. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> um, so that was a little more detail than we had originally in the Mishnah. So Shokhole Shivan Menchetach. Shivan the leader of Klau Yisrael, sent him, He said, if it wouldn't be that you'd be Choni, I would put you in Cherem. I think he was saying this for other people. The do- uh, people might want to duplicate this and think, wow, I could act like Choni. So he wanted everybody to know that this is not the, really a form of prayer. Don't, try don't try this at home. Uh, in fact, if, if Choni wasn't Choni, I'd put him in Cherem. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, 
So, um, if it would be years like the years of Elio, Elio, they had an unbelievable famine. And the keys were in the hands of Elio. He's waiting for Klaustor um, the uh, w- the name the name of heaven wouldn't be would be profaned on your hands. In other words, that, that by talking like this to Hashem, it really doesn't set the right tone. Uh, even if it was a big famine, there is a Rashi. Uh, let's see Rashi on the right side. It was if there was a decree to hold back the rain of Tekshin it wouldn't be a question. Basically, there's a decree that it shouldn't rain, and you're saying, I'm not leaving here until it rains. So that's not the way to stop the decree. It's so, it's so timely, but you just said Talmatara. Right, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it's almost like he's going against Hashem's will. This is how I understand the Gemara. In other words, if Elio said there's no rain, then how can you make it rain? Isn't that, isn't that like... Um, it's overriding the boss. Hashem said no rain, and you're saying, so so what can I do? So again, this is very similar. Sometimes parents tell the kids no. And the kids say, please, or they start fighting. Just like a child argues with his father, in the end, the kid gets what he wants. Let me, let me, yeah. But the Gemara gave an example where, where, where we were overrode Hashem's, there's another example where we overrode Hashem's, uh, we, we, we didn't pass him like Hashem, we passed him like, like us, the rabbis or whatever, you know. There was another case, I remember, where... where uh, that was about how we passed it, but here, okay, I hear. There's, or as you're saying, there's a veto or there's an override. Okay. He, he says, Tati, he says, I want to go, I want to take a bath in hot water, take me to the Schwitz, and then I want a treat. Give me nuts, and then give me almonds, and and guess what? The kid gets what he wants. <laughs> Your parents will have nachas from you. What did the people in the Beis Hamikdash? They are called the people of the Lishkas Hagazis. Actually, the Lishkas Hagazis was the hewn chamber, the Sanhedrin. What did the Sanhedrin send? Uh, and again, so what's interesting is he's almost in his own place. He wasn't with the Gadol Ador. He wasn't with the Sanhedrin. He was his own independent tzaddik, you know, like he was, he was running his own show. So they sent him a letter and they said, Basically, they said that uh, Hashem is with you. Uh, you decree down here. You, you tell Hashem what you want and he agrees up there. And there's light in your way. In a generation that was dark, you enlighten it with your prayers. The people were low. You lifted them up with your prayer. You lifted up your eyes and you saved them. The generation that was filled with sin, you saved in your prayer. The generation wasn't innocent, but with your prayers, you saved us. Uh, with the work of your hands. It seems like he accomplished everything with prayer. In other words, his prayer 
accomplished everything for the generation. It like lifted the people up. It got their sins forgiven. It it was just a it's an unusual uh, um, example of what prayer can accomplish for the whole generation. Okay. Another story about Choni Hamago. So guess what? He was not a happy camper. All the, oh, whenever he was alive, every time they sang Shira Malos, he was bothered by something. <laughs> it says he was a mitzvah. He was in pain. He says, well, uh, the, uh, when Claudius Yisrael comes back after the second base of Migdush, it will be like a dream. The, seven, the simple reading is, that it's felt like a long time, but it'll seem like it was just a bad dream. Sometimes a person merits that, that he goes through trouble, and then things are good. And uh, he thinks bad that it wasn't so good then. That was just like a bad dream. It was just like it passed quickly. Uh, when did he live, Tony Amago? It was he... around the Bate It was during that time, I believe. First by the second. I believe the second. So, Omra, mi Ika... Uh, he says, I don't understand. People don't sleep 70 years. How can you say it was a bad dream? <laughs> That's a pretty long dream. Basically, it's like, in other words, the analogy is that you went to sleep at the destruction of the base of Migdush, had this bad dream that the base of Migdush destroyed, and you woke up, and there's Bayesheni. So it was just a bad dream, but you woke up, and everything is good now. So he says, people don't typically sleep 70 years. So... So Yom Echad, one day have Azab Urcham. So this, by the way, is again one of the hints that this is a Gadita. Again, whenever it says he's going on the way. It was, it was a different approach. That's what it means, going on the way. He sees somebody planting a carob tree. How long does it take for the carob tree to produce carob? It can take 70 years for it to really reach full maturity and grow. You think you're going to live another 70 years? People just didn't live that long. He says, in this world, I, when I grew up, when I was born, I found a carob tree planted. Just like my forefathers planted, planted trees for me to enjoy, I'm going to plant for my children. So it may not be that I'll be the one to benefit from this, but this is for my descendants. We we, we plant forward for them. Uh, so after Choni heard this story, he went and he broke bread, whatever that means. And, uh, well, Isle Shina, and then he fell asleep. I don't know if he fell asleep in the middle of the meal or after the meal. Noim, uh, and uh, he fell asleep. So he woke up. Um, he... Uh, uh, he was uh, like in a cave. Um, one second. Oscillation. Uh, then means he, he, he slumbered? He slumbered. Ahadrile Mishinoso. One second. Let's just see the Rashi. Um, yeah, so the question was if he fell asleep, Ahadrile Mishinoso also svu I see. The Ahadrile Mishinoso means that uh, the plants grew up around him so that people couldn't see him. So he fell asleep and he, the, he, he was surrounded by shrubs and nobody saw him. Covered, covered, he was covered. covered him from the eyes. Yeah, but now and so he slept a full 70 years. Nobody knew where he went. He come when he woke up. He sees a person. The Kamalak is picking from the carob tree. 
Are you the one who planted it? He looked a little bit like his grandpa. No, Barbri, I'm the grandson. So, in other words, Hashem was showing him that it really works. So now he was able to tell time because he knew it took 70 years for that tree to grow. Now, he went to check on his uh, donkey. This Yoelay Rimki Rimki. His donkey had grandkids. His donkey. So it had to be that the donkey was pregnant when he was there, because I guess it was tied up. And it gave birth to a boy, a donkey, and then it had relations with the boy, and it had uh, multiple generations. Now, even though donkeys generally don't uh, are sterile, typically. Mules, donkeys reproduce. Okay. So, uh, but either way, he could tell that he had been there a long time because his donkey, his uh, donkey had multiple generations. Aslabesi uh, went home. Omer lehu braid chanvodi amachol mikayim. He says, um, "Is Choni Amago's son still around?" Omer lehu braim lesson. No, his kid died. Barbara Issa, his grandson is. Omer lehu Choni. He says, "I'm Choni." Lo himinu. We don't believe you. <laughs> it's uh, this. Uh, what do you mean you're Choni? That was a long time ago. Yeah. So uh, so he figured, all right, you know, my grandson. I don't know. He can't vouch for him. Also, he went to the base medrash. They said this chat is just like what Choni Amago said. The Kiyavi Ala base medrash kokushis. Um, when he would come into the base medrash, the rabbis would have their questions. To have he would answer them all. So Omer Lahu, he said that I'm the man. <laughs> I'm back. So Alohimuru, uh, they didn't believe him either. Below Yavda boy, they wouldn't show him enough respect. So this they all ask on. Well, it bothered Choni that he wasn't getting respect. But uh, at any rate, they sh- sounds like they didn't give him enough respect. They gave him some respect. They really would tell him, You said, I'll prove it. Just ask me something. Didn't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he got sick. So boy, uh, boy Rachme, he davened and he died. is what people say, They need people they can relate to. So basically, the, this is the Riff Van, I think Riff Van Winkle, or whatever, the time machine kind of concept. Uh, but uh, some, most of them before Shem learned this was a dream, by the way. That Hashem was showing him something that uh, uh, about, he was ta- wondering about the tree that was planted. Would it really uh, come back in that family? Would, would if, he, if he planted it, would his grandson benefit from it? Uh, but he was also showing the people are a product of their generation. And they wouldn't necessarily fit in another generation. Each generation has their, even the, the uh, uh, even if somehow a person has long life, it's a different time. And it, you have to change the mentality. It's a different mentality. And uh, that he was unable to, to live in it. Also interesting, the name of the carob tree is the Haruva. That's related to Chorev and it's related to Korban. Okay, the, the name carob you're saying. Yeah. Okay. It's also interesting that he davened that he should die. Or uh, is he davened that he should die? Or he davened that Hashem should have Rachmanus on him, that it was so difficult to live where nobody understood him. Uh, so, okay. That's, that's again, you can, you, it, you have these, when you have stories like this, you, you, you put them away and then you wait until they you, like percolate. Like, like you. Like movie they have, uh, yeah. Whatever, you know. Kokia Barbre de Choni Hamago. Next story. Now, we, uh, with, speaking of his grandson, uh, we're going to learn about his grandson. Chilke, Abba Chilkia was his name. Was the grandson of Choni Amago. 
and he kept up the family trade of being good prey people. When the world needed rain, they would send rabbis to him, and he would daven, and it would work. He was the, they would come to him if they needed rain. Uh, one time the world needed rain. They said a group of rabbis to him that he should daven, that he should bring rain. They came to his house for Loish, he wasn't home. They went to the wilderness, to the field. And they saw him that he was hoeing. He was hoeing. They greeted him and they said, Shalom Aleichem Rebbe's, we turned the page. And guess what? He ignored them. Velo is velo apa. He didn't even turn away to greet them. The panya on the uh, um, as it got towards evening, kihabi man kinsibi. It came time for him. In other words, he was working in the field with he was hoeing the ground. And as it came towards evening, he took his tools uh, and dorit sibi umora bekad kaspa. He took his tools on one shoulder, and the garment on the other shoulder. Now, usually you don't want to put a hatchet on your shoulder. You would put it under the garment so it should be softer. So this was a strange thing. We're going to see there were a number of strange things, and at the very end we'll find out the answer why he did them that way. All the way home, he didn't put on his shoes. When he reached the water, he put his shoes on to walk through the water. Usually it's the opposite. People take their shoes off when you come to water. When he reached hismis and higgies, he reached thorn bushes. He picked up his, his clothing. And again, most people would wear clothes. They didn't have Levi's then. And so the clothing would tear if it was uh, thorns. And so he figured rather his skin should tear than the clothing because if his skin tears, it'll grow back. It'll heal. Whereas if the clothing tears, they didn't have sewing machines to fix it. When his wife came out to greet him, she was all dandied up. She was wearing her jewelry and stuff. When he came to his house, his wife went in first. Then he went in. And then the rabbis went in. And he didn't say to the rabbis, um, he didn't speak to them. And then he gave a half a loaf to the younger kid, and uh, and a whole loaf, the, uh, one loaf to uh, the, the kids, a half loaf to the big kids, and a whole loaf to the small kids. Uh, uh, one second. Paulig rift elianuki. He gave half to the baby. He gave half to the baby. And to the next one, he gave one. And the youngest one, he gave double. Usually, the older you are, the more you get. This was the opposite. He said, I know if the rabbis are here, it's because of the rain. He knew that it hadn't rained because he was working in the fields. Us and they said, let's go in the roof and the boy Rachme and let's daven for them. Maybe Hashem will agree and he'll bring rain. And then this way we won't get the credit for it. 
They wanted to do it without people being aware that they were doing it. So Saka Igor, they went upstairs. Come Iu Bechadzi. So he went in one corner of Iu Bechadzi, and she went in her corner. Kadam Slika Anani. And sure enough, the clouds came. Mehaksi Sidibisa, and they came from the corner where his wife was davening. Kinachas. Now they finally came down and were willing to greet their company. So Amaya Surabana, what do I owe the privilege of having you rabbis here? Amalu Shadr Lan Rabban Lagabi Damar. We were sent by the rabbis Limoi Rachme Amitra for you to daven for the rain. Amalu Baruch Hamalchem Shol Hitzrikas Kem LaBachokia. Ah Baruch Hashem, now you don't need me. Hashem worked it out that you you don't even need to make this request. Look, it's raining. So these rabbis weren't born yesterday. Omer Yedina Demitra Machmas Marhu. He says, we know you did it. We know your trick, Rabbi. We saw you go up to the roof over there. What does it mean going up to the roof? That's a form of prayer also, meaning taking it all the way up high, you know, bumping up. That's a form of prayer. So anyway, we know you did it. Thus, Ella, Lemelan Mar Hanimili Tamiya. But we've got a lot of wonders here. This you can maybe explain to us what's going on. My time, ki Lamar Shalma. When we greeted you, you didn't show us your face. It's nothing. Uh, it's uh, disappointing in life when you greet somebody and you just get a shun, you know, or they ignore you. It's like a disappointment to a person. Like you don't. They don't even look up. He said, "Well, I was a hired hand." And I don't, didn't want to take away time from the boss. This is always an important teaching that the Gemara quotes, is that uh, a person, when they're on somebody else's dime, they're not allowed to take away from their work. And so he felt that by uh, greeting them and, the, and schmoozing with them, it would be not appropriate, it would take away uh, from the work that he was doing. Um, okay. My time, Dora Marzibiachad, why did you put your tools on one shoulder and your garment on the other shoulder? The, the problem was it was, a, it was borrowed. And so therefore I didn't want to, uh, even though it would have been more comfortable, I didn't want to take a risk of snagging it. One was borrowed, one wasn't, so that's why I put it on the other shoulder. Why did you put on your shoes? And when you reach the water, you put on your shoes. I can see where I'm walking uh, the whole way. So I didn't need my shoes to protect my feet. But Maya, when I go through the water, lo casino, I don't know what I'm stepping in. So that's why I need the shoes. Um, by the way, in general, you see that he was very poor. Uh, he could have davened that Hashem, uh, his davening was never turned away empty, but he, it never occurred to him to daven. He, would, you know, he, he was a hired hand and he didn't have enough shoes and he had to borrow his cloak. My tamaki mate marli hismi higi. Now, why is it when you reach the hismi and higis, you reach the thorn bushes, you picked up your cloak? He says, My skin will get healed. Where is the garment? If it tears, it won't. My tamaki mate marla masa nafik the beast the marki mikusha. Why did your wife come out all dressed up? This way, I wouldn't have thoughts. Um, it's a dilemma that we live in in our society that women feel pressured when they go out uh, to get dressed up because other people see them, and sometimes they don't get dressed up when their husbands uh, see them. And the purpose is that women should be, they should be appealing to their husbands. And so she, she get, would get dressed up when her husband came home. That was the, uh, that was the uh, way to go. I mean, the truth is, it's just the challenges that it takes women a while to get dressed up, so they don't do it so often. And so it's... Uh, 
uh, that, you know, it's not necessarily something that they go through just when they want to be relaxed and chilled at home. But uh, the conceptually, the purpose of them looking their best is really not to show off outside, but to show off to their husbands. Okay. Uh, so then he said, uh, my time, uh, why is it, Ayala Hiberesha, why is it you had your wife go in the house first and then the master came in, Abbasre? And then you let us in. He said, I didn't know, I, I never checked you guys out. I didn't know, I didn't want you to be alone with my wife in the house. My time, Rifta, why is it when you broke the bread, you didn't talk? You didn't invite us. I didn't have so much bread. I'm not going to invite you to eat when I really can't afford to have you here. Eat with me. My Why is it that you gave the youngest, the, the, the young child one, Rifta, the younger one two? The older child um, was at home. And so he could get more bread later, and he wasn't working so hard. Whereas the younger child was, had to travel to school, and so he needed more energy, and so therefore I gave him more uh, food. Hey, one second. Um, this whole thing is a metaphor. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Rashi says, Yenuka Kabeknishta, in front of his rabbi, he wouldn't be home all day. So this was it for the day, I gave him more. Why is it that the clouds uh, first came to the, your wife's corner before your corner? The answer is women are commonly at home, but they get to give to the poor. Husband gets to cut the check, but the wife actually gets to give food to the poor directly. They get direct benefits, so therefore they have greater merit in that way. person who can actually help the poor directly Gets greater merit. I just give them money. They got to go Veloma Krivana. They don't immediately get benefit. Or Inami, another reason. Yeah. I had some Beryone. This was a, a sect of bad Rishoyim that lived nearby. Boy, Rahmai, David Hashem, they have Rahmanas to kill these people. And they're bothered to Klaus Israel. Boy, Rahmai, and she would daven that they should do teshuva. <laughs> she had a, uh, a, more, um, a more sensitive nature to daven that the Rishoyim do tshuva. Vahad, um, and therefore, that's why she was answered first. Vahadru. Hanan Nekva Barbarte, another grandson of Choni Amadvo. His name was Hanan Hanekva. Hanan the Hider. Haviki Mitzrik Amul Mitra. When the world needed rain, they would send children to him, and they would grab his cloak. And he would daven to Hashem, um, I'm sorry, the kids would grab his cloak, and they would say to him, please, please help us bring rain. Do it for the sake of these children. They don't know the difference between a father that gives rain and the father that won't give rain. They, in other words, they don't know how to grab your cloak, so please give them rain. Why was he called Khan in the Hider? He would hide in the bathroom. I guess that's a, a good place to hide. Um, that's strange. Um... Maybe he, maybe it was just it, whatever. That's just a mention of where it was. Rika, 
Look at the difference between the people in Eretz Yisrael were known as Tekifi, strong-minded ones, and the Bavl were pious. The Chassidim Bavl, Rav Huna, then Rav Kistik, Yavim Matzik, Amul Mitra, when the world needed rain, Ami Niksavadad, even if I rock me. We should daven and Epshir Matzik Kodesh Brochu, the Yaisi Mitra. They would say that we should get together and daven, and uh, maybe uh, Hashem will bring rain. Uh, that Likna uh, let's gather together, or let's, uh, let's focus on each other. Whereas Takifi uh, Dar Yisrael, the strong people in Israel, going to Yonah Avua de Remani, he have a matzik amamitcha have a base. He would go into his house. Omalu havli guchi v'ismi v'isile v'isile bezuza ibura. He would say the following: uh, Bring me. Um, <coughs> he would. Yeah, Golki is Cheka Balaz. Vice Bizuzi Vor Dogan Vishum Kanafa. Where is it? Yeah. It's on the left side. Um, so Omar Lahu, Havili, bring me my Golki, Vazel, and I'll go, Vaisili Bizuza Ibora. I'll go and I'll bring. He have enough of the Gavra, Azel, Vakoi, Bedute, Amikta, Diximit, Mamakim Korasham. So he would go and he would. Um, uh, he would go outside to Davin, and he would go into a deep pit, and he would call out from a, to Hashem from a deep pit. And then it would rain. So what's this ibura? You know what? We will stop here. Um, the Aramaic is is tying my tongue, so I'll have to look into it a little bit more. Uh, about a paragraph up, and have a great day of Freilich Hanukkah, everyone. Be well.